Talking Again podcast. This is Fidel Avnanya Jr. of Talking Again podcast coming to you from the TAP studios. We are back from quick little break. We took that little extended holiday break, but it was much, much needed. Uh, just want to thank everybody that stuck around as, as here that, that hung in there and supports the show 100%. We thank you. For those that uh, that that bounce that, that stepped aside, you guys will be back. Hopefully, we'll cross paths again. But if not, we wish you the best of luck. So, uh, new show. Well, no, I should say same show, new episode. Uh, and yeah, let's tap into this, huh? Uh, my guest this week is Araceli Reyes, better known as Chelly. Chelly is an intuitive empath. She shares her special gift in the many many forms. Some of those are readings, healings, connections with the afterlife, and much, much more. Tune in as we learn all about how she discovered this gift and how she is giving back to the universe. Well, here we go. Let's tap into it. Welcome to the podcast. My talk a little shit, get a little brash. My drink a little bit, smoke a little bit. Vibe a little bit, laugh a little bit. Yeah. Host about for damn. Tell it like it is. What's up, everybody? This is Fidel of Talking Again Podcast. We're here on another edition of the show. And my guest today is Araceli Reyes, also known as Chelly. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it Chelly or Shelly? Chelly. Chelly. Yeah. Okay. I think I said Shelly a few times on the line. <laughs> so I apologize. It's okay. But yeah. Chelly. I've been called worse, so that's fine. That's oh. <laughs> Maybe not as bad as mine. mine. My name is Fidel. And can you imagine, you know, telling everybody, oh, my name is Fidel. What? Fidel. What? Fidel? F- you know. Like, really? Gotten, so- <laughs> oh, my God. My name's gotten butchered so much, you know. Yeah, mine as a, too. As a kid. So I know you, being bullied, right? But I didn't think of it as being bullied. I, I was just like, we're all messing around, you know, mm-hmm. telling jokes, you know, you know, fucking around, right? like we said. But you know, you had mentioned that you were bullying. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get right into this real quick. I, and and I forgot to introduce you as the angel whisper. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> I guess that's called. I mean, yeah, you, sure. you say empath, right? I say empath. I don't like the word um, psychic. Mm. I really don't like it. Or median. Um, what about median? medium medium's okay mm-hmm. i'm okay with medium yeah. but i think the word psychic um or oh, i'll have someone tell me are you you're a bruja <laughs> like, no i'm not um or curandera i'm like no um medium i'm okay with it but the word psychic um i really don't like it because i feel that there's such a negative um connection to that word yeah. because i feel that a lot of people I have gotten um, taken advantage of with psychics. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say they have a gift, but they don't. And they take advantage of someone that is um, seeking help. Right. Mm -hmm. And they take away their money, um, which are gypsies. Yeah. You know, they're known as gypsies. All the the buildings that you see that say psychic. Exactly. Car reading. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ones at the fairgrounds. Right. 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 Some of them do have gifts. Some of them don't. And they know how to really get you in there. And they'll and they'll read your hand for like ten bucks or little, you know, cards. But they always let you walk out feeling worse than what you walked in, and create they create a doubt so that yeah. you could have a reason to go see them. And that's where they hit you with the two hundred, the three hundred, the thousand, all that, right? And they mm-hmm. take advantage. Um, 
or you have people also that come up to you in a parking lot. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it's also common where they'll be like, oh, I need to tell you something, Mm -hmm. you know, and they say something and then they give you their card and it's like to a tarot card or psychic palm reading shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the reason why I don't like. Well, those are con artists, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have have to be really good at what they do to kind of create that doubt and to be able to, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, if they would have applied those same abilities and those same uh, superpowers Mm -hmm. that they're using to like mind fuck somebody to for good, can you imagine what they would be doing for the world? Right? Oh, yeah. Positively. Positive. Yeah. Right. But but you're not like that. Absolutely not. Like I said, you do this. All your services are free, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing because, I mean, do you keep track of all your services? How many you do? I've done um, 8,000 so far. Wow. Yeah. 8,000 in the past um, two and a half years, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, I usually write down their names and I just lost count after i hit a certain number i'm like okay it's a lot um i haven't had anyone come back to me in a negative way tell me that i lied or anything like that at all so i've been very blessed Mm -hmm. um there's some people that i can't read and i feel that's because either they don't believe or they're just so shut off that they're scared to open up right Mm -hmm. um so i've i've had those people that i i can't read um but I don't go looking for people. Like I don't uh, like announce my services or anything. I f- honestly believe that the people that need help are going to be placed in my path. Mm. And yeah. How do you go about? Um, Cause I know, well, first of all, we, you do a lot of the live Instagram readings, right? Are you mm-hmm. counting those as part of your 8,000 or you don't even count those? Um, I count those too. Okay. Yeah. Those count too. All right. Yeah. So um, when you, you know, you do your live readings, obviously they're, you're live they're seeking you out mm-hmm. but when you're out on the street and then something is just blaring right in front of you do you do that like grab someone no. and okay you, I ignore you have it. to respect that i like, respect that okay. yes absolutely 100 percent. i'll be walking down the street and i'm like oh like you know my heart breaks for that person either i know you know what's coming to them or i know that they're hurting and it, it i feel bad but i will absolutely not go up to them yeah um i try to guard myself and shut down so I don't read people and um I and I, I just don't because I think it's an invasion of privacy mm-hmm. in some way yeah, right right and um there was only one time when I was at a cemetery and um I had gone to visit um to leave flowers for you know some relatives and one of my best friends and there was a father there and he was crying over this tombstone and it was the son's and his son was right there next to him. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I kept passing by him cause my best friend's um, tombstone was like a couple feet away from that. And then my uncle's was like the opposite ways. So I was going back and forth. And, um, so I finally stopped by and I, and I told him, I said, you know, just so you know that you, you did the best that you could as a father and your son appreciates you and loves you. And he just looked at me and he started crying and he said, thank you. I needed to hear that. I was just asking that. And that was the only time. But other than that, no, Yeah, I I won't do it. But so um, you obviously had to, uh, you didn't just, you know, come up with, you know, start doing the readings and you're like expert or, you know, exactly what you're doing. 
did you go through any trials and errors? I, well, I, when I was very young, um, I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I would wake up and I would see like figures standing over my bed. Mm -hmm. I would hear whispers. I would hear, you know, my name being called and there would be nobody there. And so I didn't know. And I was terrified. I was always having nightmares. Um, people scared me because I would just either, I could like feel what they were saying. Like before they would say it, I would answer it. Yeah. Um, and they, a lot, like my family would be like, okay, like how I just knew, yeah. you know, I, I, I knew things and, um, I would, um, wake up crying cause they would like either touch my feet or I would feel like my blanket being removed yeah. from the bed, things that I couldn't, that I didn't know what was happening. Right. <laughs> scared me <laughs> and um i was very ter uh, terrified and um so i would tell my mom and she the the gift that i have runs on both sides of my family so when i would tell my parents they would be like don't worry and they would pray with me and they yeah. would stay there and leave the light on and my mom would always tell me if you see anything send them to me and i'll take care of it oh well and then i learn to just like block it off by sleeping with music mm -hmm. so i felt like the music was a protection for me because it would drown out the noise and i would just fall asleep listening to music yeah. um when i was five i learned to communicate through writing which is what i do now mm -hmm. and the reason i did that was because i i just started saying like please don't scare me no more i'll help you and just don't scare me and I don't want to see you, you know. And I picked up one day a, a piece of paper and pen and I just, they were talking to me and I closed my eyes and I'm like, please talk to me through paper. And, yeah. and it, that's how I started communicating with them. And I saw it as a game mm -hmm. when I was a, a child. I was you, like, you this keep is saying cool. You're young, you're a child. I, at what age? Because I mean, you're young five. right now. So five years old. Five years wow. old. Yeah. So five, five years, years old. Um, but my mom said that I was, Prior to that, I was always talking to things that they couldn't see. Yeah. So I was, or talking to animals. Um, so it, it was, I was very unaware to me when, when I saw figures, I guess I thought they were real mm -hmm. for, you know, the, like, you know, they say imaginary friends, right, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they were my imaginary friends. Um, so by the age of five, I was married like in preschool or kindergarten. And so I used to zone out and just communicate. And so I would never pay attention in class and cause I would be talking to them. And that's like, I talked to them. And yeah. then, um, it got to the point where, you know, the kids started to notice like, why are you scribbling? What are you doing? And I'll mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm just talking to my friends. So it got to a point where they would be like, okay, you're weird. Yeah. Right. And that's where the bullying started. And so I just learned to just stay quiet about it. And, uh, I would see like things that, like in the, my elementary school was built. The, that town is on top of an old Indian mm -hmm. burial ground. Mm -hmm. So I would see a lot of things growing up. So I would just stay quiet ab about it. Yeah. Um, when I turned 14, I started getting uh, my visions back stronger and I kept seeing the Virgin Mary and I told my mom about it and I said, I keep getting dreams of the Virgin Mary. She keeps appearing to me and she said, the first thing was like, okay, you have your gift, you have to go to the church. So mm -hmm. she put me in this youth group and, uh, and we would go like three times a week and we would have prayers and stuff like that. Every time we would 
do a prayer circle, I would always pass out. And I would get visions uh, and I would always see her and talk to her. And it got and it got to the point where like um, at that time, the uh, priest that was there in the church wanted to know every word that I was being told. So I had to write everything down or try to remember it. Sometimes I would and and sometimes I wouldn't remember. Uh, So there was this one incident where I was. They were starting the prayer circle and I just walked out to go to the women's bathroom Mm -hmm. and I passed out. I fainted in the women's bathroom while they were doing the circle. And I think I didn't come through for like an hour after. And um, and they said I was speaking in tongue. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember anything, but I remember smelling roses. And so again, like they had asked what was told to me and I passed on those messages. Um, And that was like, during the week on Sunday, um, the pastor had like a, a sermon and he said, oh, you know, there's uh, we had met. I, ha- I received messages and I'm going to pass them on to you. And it was my messages, mm. but saying that he got a vision oh. and saying that it was his messages yeah. and twisted some of the words. And I told my mom, he's lying. Like he's lying. And I also saw how many people that were very, and this is, <laughs> I, I know I should not be saying this, but how many people were the ones that were very devoted were the most hypocritical mm. and the most judgmental. So mm-hmm. it gave me like a bad taste for religion yeah. or at least for the Catholic church. Cause I was like, Oh, this lady who's supposed to be holy talks a lot of crap, yeah. right? Yeah. La machismosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, so I told, after that, I told my mom, I'm never ever going back to church. You can't make me. And I just rebelled after that. I shut it down. I said, this is, this is not, if that's what God is and that's a, a holy man and yeah. and he's twisting my words and he's saying it's okay I don't want to I don't want none of that and so I shut it down yeah. and I got into trouble and um and I would always ignore my intuition and mm-hmm. ignore the red flags and, yeah. and live my life like that and yeah you never and, and and you know going back to the church real quick uh you never they never the priest never guided you at all like you know thinking like well this person has like a like you know that has a gift no never guided you in no any way. because only the the church won't guide people like us they mm. the only word that is true is the bible and that's it mm. right it, that's why it takes so many not the, spiritual more of it's just a book it's a, a book. literature yes because um i think about it like if you spread the word that you don't need to go to a temple or a building to praise God or to be God's child or right. to be heard, right? That you don't need to have a pastor or a leader to to um, do blessings for you. Then there's no point of having a church, right? Yeah. Because then you don't have to go, right? Because God is everywhere. Right. God is all around us and yeah. God loves everyone equally. So imagine passing those messages, whether it's what an impact that would have in a Christian church or a Catholic church that a, if you're gay, it doesn't matter. God still loves you when they stand way beyond that. Right. It would just destroy. Any kind of organization, right? That's absolutely. You're destroying that. You're not only in what happens when you destroy, what are you cutting into? Really? Mm -hmm. It's not the, 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 it has nothing to do with God. It has to do with money Mm -hmm. and power. Now you're, now you're, um, fucking with people's power and money, yeah. and that's a big no-no. That's all they care about. The Rome, the Roman, the Catholic Roman Church is the most powerful and richest entity in the whole world. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. And they they are not honest. 
They are not honest. They hide so many scrolls, the real wor word, the real thing that was left, the real scriptures that were left behind. It's not in their best interest to mm. make it public. So yeah. they deny it and they say that, that and they try to think of the worst thing they can to dishonor the person that wrote them mm -hmm. because then it brings down everything that they created, power and wealth. Well, that's one of the things like for sure uh, that I've always said is, is not even so much the money. I mean, the, I think power is the more thing mm -hmm. that they look for, right? Power. Mm -hmm. When I say they, I just say anybody in general that's looking for it. Something Absolutely. Like that. And they take advantage of other people, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it is crazy that, that that's how every major business is run that way. Absolutely. You know, and, and so when you kind of, when you put light into it or comparison, you think like, uh, and I know we're getting into like this whole church thing, but, um, every business is run the same way that the church is run so it's actually kind of like a business at, at some point right oh like, yeah i mean all of these the church is a business organizations right absolutely a hundred percent it's all a business and um and, and the thing is they they keep everything so secretive too and they have the control of who is the saint or not and it takes hundreds if not thousands of years to say that one person was a saint right because they have to put all these they have to this person has to have done so many miracles or or whatever the case is but it's like who who the hell is the church to say who's a saint or not mm -hmm. who the hell is the church to say who has a gift or not yeah. and i think what angers them is that some of these people that speak in the name of god don't have the, the ability to speak to god mm -hmm. right or the or the gifts or anything Because if they did, they, they would not be the way that they are corrupt. Yeah. So I'm not as a, I mean, shamefully, mm -hmm. I can say, sit here and tell you that I'm Catholic, raised Catholic, all that, mm -hmm. um, done some of the sacraments, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm not educated in that, right. In that field, as far as Catholicism, just not. Um, so I don't know too much about the saints and all that stuff. So when you speak to the angels right mm -hmm. saints are coming in or is it, is it i or? could yeah i could uh, communicate with saints too so those aren't the same saints that the church is presenting no saints? yeah they're they're the same but what i'm saying is that the church um it takes a while for them to, to canonize which is that's the word to um, name a, a saint mm -hmm. um sometimes it takes maybe like 50 years after their death for them to be able to be named a saint. Okay. I'm not saying that, you know, that it's wrong. It's just the process that they, they put these people through, right. Um, to give them that, that sainthood. They, it, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, we did an episode on that actually, where we talked about saints mm -hmm. and, and uh, what these people remember, go yeah. through. Yeah. That what they go through and the process Um, but yeah, I could communicate and, and sometimes I do, sometimes I'll ask for, you know, for guidance from St. Judas or Joan of Arc or, um, St. Teresa. Like I do, I ask, you know, for their guidance, but a lot of these people, if you look into their backgrounds, they suffered a lot. Yeah. They suffered a lot and they suffered a lot from the hands of the church. Right. And, um, So it's very interesting um, to really like pick any saint and read their background. A lot of these people were not perfect, yeah. right? They were broken, and God gave them an ability and a gift for whatever reason, and it go and it repeats itself. Mm -hmm. All these people throughout history. So it's like, okay, why? Where are the pure ones? Where are the ones that are so holy and dedicated? Yeah. Why aren't they saints? Why weren't they given gifts? Mm -hmm. Right? Because the people that are broken or hurt or 
are the ones that believe more in God than anybody else. Yeah. Right? Because they feel that pain. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, you're definitely going down uh, hard down on the paint right there with the Catholics, but mm-hmm. uh, or any religion. But um, to that note, when you're doing your readings, when you go live, mm-hmm. uh, and are you getting a lot of that negativity as well? Because I know when I when I with you, we saw a little something. It was more humorous than anything. Yeah. But they went off. They went off on them. Um, and I get it though, right? Because oh, yeah. you know you got your supporters, but you sometimes you get some real haters, right? Like the real real hates. Um, and I'm talking like negative black energy. Do yeah. you get any of that? Like, were I, they going to try to do some shit on you? Um, I've had, um, I feel that I'm very protected. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very, like, I've been in so many, like, close call accidents. Actually, on um, the other day, I think, like, two days ago, I was driving to work. And I'm not kidding you, Fidel. Like, there was a, um, the cars in front of me. I saw it coming. They crashed like one to the other and i it's like i saw it in slow motion there was a truck right next to me that was gonna like t-bone me and mm-hmm. on the freeway because oh, wow. they were on the carpool lane and it my car just like i just passed it by seconds and left it behind me yeah. and i've been so many like near uh death i flew off a freeway overpass and oh, nothing yeah. happened to me <laughs> like so many things so i feel that i'm very blessed right i could feel when my energy is getting attacked i've been attacked in so many um, spiritual ways um, but yeah, I'll have the big, big haters, um, and and believe it or not, the the people are that are the biggest, um, that talk the most or the biggest haters are the most religious ones. <laughs> they are, and yeah. I don't understand that, right? Yeah. And I and, and I never get angry, and I never um, you know talk shit back to them. Mm-hmm. I just you know I understand that they're scared. I understand that they don't understand it because they don't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be skeptical. It's okay to not believe. It doesn't um, affect me in any way. And if someone tries, I feel I'm very protected. So if someone was to send something my way, I would feel it right away. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. I know I told you earlier that uh, I have that attitude mm-hmm. of like, fuck it, right? Yes. And, um, that's a great attitude. It, it, it is a good it attitude, is. but I think where I fail is that I don't. Um, uh, I fail to understand why I say "fuck it." I just I'm quick to just go nah, 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 mm-hmm. get out of here, right? But I'm not taking that time to like read into it, see why I'm taking that approach, right? As mm-hmm. it, as like you're kind of like a little bit more methodical that way, mm-hmm. where you think a lot more about it. I think that's where I fail at. But at the same time, I only do it for my own house, my own sanity. I say "fuck yes. it," you know, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm um is, is that something that you have you as someone that's always into reading and doing all that stuff that do you have to um do you feel like you have to do that work on that on on, on getting to know the why uh i have to yeah i would say you know tr- trust me there's some times where you know some of the especially some of the people that come that are repetitive and mm-hmm. they're still stuck in the same thing and they're not learning i sometimes i'm like fuck i don't want to help them anymore <laughs> they're not they're not listening yeah. and so i do get frustrated but i but i keep saying you know this is not has nothing to do with me this is not my work this is god's work so mm-hmm. i always say okay all right angels should i what do i do like do i keep helping them they're like yeah you have to keep helping them right like you 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 have to help them mm-hmm. just and you just keep helping them and then you'll have that breakthrough with them and they'll finally 
you know, listen yeah. and they'll finally start healing themselves because I can't heal people. Right. That's that's in their own hands. And I and I think people when I do readings, uh, you walk away feeling at peace and with hope mm -hmm. and with or a more of an understanding. Um, so you don't you, you will never walk away with more questions and you will never walk away confused or in a negative state of mind. You feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think people like that feeling and they try to get that right and um and they get all hyped up and they're like i'm gonna do the work and then you know they lose it along the way yeah um and they want to come back and, and get that feeling of peace and hope and direction or whatever it is that they feel um but uh, i can only do so much i'm just here to pass on messages and yeah. hope that they listen you know yeah, yeah. And, and and saying like the way that you just brush it off right you're doing it to protect yourself, to protect your health, because it's very draining. Mm -hmm. It's very draining. And um, so it's like, you know, when you have that one friend that has so many problems and they're just going on and on, you get to a point where you're not even listening. Yeah. Like you're like, you're already shut down, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a protection. That's your body protecting you, you know, of you absorbing that because it drains you. Yeah. It's very draining work. Um, I get tired right away. If you see a live, I'll start out really happy. And then towards right. the end, I'm yeah. like super tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like done because it's just like all my energy is getting pulled because I'm, I'm taking people's darkness and I'm absorbing it and giving them what I have. So it's very draining. And I've had, you know, some readings, especially during, during COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That was so sure. heavy, heavy. Yeah. And a lot of young kids, a lot of young kids, man. I helped so many that were just on point of suicide because the schools were shut down, yeah. so they couldn't get in contact with their friends. They were That's stuck when you're with the their most parents. Sociable, right? And you're right. like, they're telling you not to be, not to be exactly, yeah. And some kids were going through some stuff, right? Especially high school kids that were seniors and yeah. get to graduate. Yeah. It was a lot going on, and um, and turning from in school learning all of a sudden to online that. You only do in college so mm -hmm. that was an eye-opener for teachers and kids and parents yeah. for every all of us i think all of us yeah. um so that's when my abilities really took off that's when i was really started helping people and that's when my daughter pushed me to do the just an instagram for the readings and mm -hmm. then a tiktok and then to do lives and um so all the credit goes to her because she said you gotta help people this yeah. is what you do and so she took that i was like I didn't want people to like make fun of me mm -hmm. or make fun of my kids. Um, At this point, you were just doing readings for, for individual, close. individual close people that mm -hmm. you knew and that knew that you had that gift. Yes, exactly. And then that person would refer someone, and that's how it started with referrals. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I have a coworker who you help her. Uh, my cousin does readings; she'll help you. And yeah. that's how it just took off from there. And it just, I'm telling my my, I started my own uh, Instagram page because I was doing my personal one. And my daughter's like, now separate it. And I had like 30 people. And then she posted something and it took off. And then, yeah. And if, and if you see like the um, my Instagram where I do my readings, I don't follow anyone. It's I have yeah, like yeah. 700 followers right now. and But I don't follow anyone in yeah, the you, recent. You follow seven people. I, on, the, on, your, on the. On the podcast. Oh, is that the podcast? The podcast, oh, yeah. Okay. But on the Light Angel um, Whisper, that one, I don't follow anyone because I never want people to say that I looked at their um, IG page oh, right, to yeah. get information. Yeah. Um, and then it would be, I don't want to, um, 
get the skeptic give fuel to the skeptics yes exactly yeah. give fuel and then i also don't want to get overwhelmed with people's things so it's better that i don't know anything mm-hmm. um so that's why i keep it that way yeah mm-hmm. wow you know uh we're also off air we're talking to uh your daughter mia who she's here in studio uh you're also your co-host of the pot mm-hmm. of the podcast living with an empath um she had said something about she really want you know she heard something on the background of someone that had a problem she really wanted to know about it she she referred them to you because she she kind of like selfishly wanted to know what the story was right yeah chismosa. Um, yeah the chismosa. <laughs> that's okay. what it was, was yeah. yeah you said it you know <laughs> i was trying to be nice about it but, <laughs> uh do you ever get that like when that feeling when you help someone out where you give them that advice do you feel like I wanted to know what the turnout was, what the outcome was. Yeah. I, know, I know you get some people that do come out Absolutely. and reach out to you. Absolutely, I But then there's probably know. some that don't, right? We interrupt this episode for a special announcement. Chelly and Mia of the award-winning podcast, Living with an Empath, are adopting a nursing home for Valentine's Day. What? A nursing home for Valentine's Day. And what do they need from you? Donations and volunteers are much, much needed. Candies, cards, stuffed animals, any monetary donations for flowers, or maybe even your time. Some baskets need to be made. Product needs to be delivered. If you guys are see fit to do this, please go ahead and give them a follow. Living with an empath on Instagram. For more details, make sure you guys make sure make make sure you follow them. Now, let's get back to our regular scheduled show. We are back from our quick little break, a little interlude. You guys just heard a little commercial right now, a little ad for uh hopefully you guys can make it to that event uh that valentine's event for for shelly that she's hosting for the um uh the convalescent homes yes. so make sure you guys tune in follow her page uh but getting back to it uh where we left off was after your readings when you have a reading do you ever have you know you get some people that give you that feedback instant feedback of hey thanks you know it worked out great you know this and that but are there some that you don't get the feedback and and you always wonder if like, yes. what, what happened, man? You know, like, yeah, like what, what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything, a lot of the reaction that you can tell. Like oh, lo- there's so many. Um, there was one that happened recently was um, this guy reached out to me and he said, hey, you know, my girlfriend took my our daughters and I can't find them. And, you know, I, I, I know you, you don't like people to bother you through DMs. Um, but please, I need your help. And so I reached out to him. I think it was like a day later when I saw it. And um, and I said, hey, you know, let me see what I could find. And so I did a reading. I said, hey, first of all, your girls are safe. Um, they are with your ex. And um, you're, it was in December, beginning of December. And I said, you're going to hear from them very, very soon. And and I go, just, you know, pray to God. Pray to God and ask them, ask God for it you know, guidance and that you want to hear from them, but like talk from your heart. The next afternoon, I got a message from him and he said, Chelly, I just saw my girls today. They were on my doorstep. And I said, what? (laughs) And I'm like, what would happen? He's like, he goes, after we had our reading and you said, I I started crying and I got on my knees and I said, Hey God, if you're really there, please let me see my girls. I don't want nothing else. I promise I'll do better. I'll be a better man. I'll be a better father. I'll be a better boyfriend like i'll do whatever i have to do god let me see my girls and he said that he went to sleep with that and the next morning his uncle called him and woke him up and said you need to go to your front door like right now yeah 
And so he got up and he went to the front door and it was a girlfriend with the daughters. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so he reached out to me. He's like, I, he goes, he heard me, that God heard me. And so that was like a huge impact. And then another one that was really close to me was this young lady that I did a reading. She said, hey, one of my friends is lost and I can't, I haven't heard from her. Um, what is, uh, is she okay? I just want to know if she's okay and if she's alive. So I connected with her and I said, um, honey, your, your friend is fine. Um, right now she's in a bad place. Like she's into drugs and, um, you just give her her space. She'll come back home, but know that she's, she's fine. It's just, she's going through a really dark time. And when she's ready, she will come back. And three months later, I get a message, um, from the same girl. And she's like, Hey, I wanted to tell you that my friend came back and that she's fine. She was, um, she goes, she was addicted. She was addicted into drugs and she was in a rehab and she's back. Mm. So things like that. I like to, I like to know that, you know, the story or the outcome. I was just telling my daughter that yesterday I, one of um, my people reached out and told me about her pregnancy that she got pregnant and yeah. she wanted to tell me. So when something comes through, people do message me. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot, but some do come message me and they, they're like, Oh, this happened. You're yeah. right. And it might not happen right away, but it does come mm-hmm. through. It's um, so I love hearing that. I love hearing that, you know, I'm helping people in some way and just curiosity to yeah. see what happened. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Like, of course. <laughs> any, but any, any of them right now that you can think of off the top of your head that, that you don't get, have feedback for that you wanted to, that you're like, man, I, and I don't know, you know, you, I guess you don't have to say the person, mm-hmm. but like a story or, or an incident that, I'm, that I never heard back. Yeah. Oh, let me think. I know there's gotta be one in there. That's like, whatever happened to that one, you know, that one person, um, let me think. I don't want me to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to think. But, you know, everyone does reach out. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much everybody does reach yeah. out. Um, I can't really think of anyone that I've been wanting to find out what happened. Because yeah. um, I forget. probably some of that. There's so either many. you forget or you're just I like, think that's what right, it is. I got like, no more burden, It's right? like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fuck it energy. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's very draining when I do readings. It takes a lot out of me. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, when I'm done with them, it's the fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to cleanse myself and detox. And I was saying earlier about, like, how there was a lot of people that needed help um, because of COVID. Right. Right. And um, there was this um, young gentleman um, this kid that I was helping, he was 16 and he was on the point of being suicidal mm. and he reached out to me and it, it was crazy because that day I had one after the other, it was that, that young kid. And, um, as so I've been helping him for a year and he is in such a different place. We even had him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Ivan. He's in one of the latest episodes and, it was very interesting to hear that as, as a parent, everyone needs to hear that episode, but it was his point of view. Cause he came out, you know, as, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the word is. What is gay? <laughs> Just gay, gay. Um, and, um, to his father and he, and he, it, it was a long, difficult decision for him to talk about it. But I told him, just talk to him, be honest. And, you know, thankfully everything went well, and so he talked about his experience and him and my daughter were talking and as a parent, like we're not perfect. Right. 
And so I learned a lot. Like I learned so much from my daughter, hearing my daughter talk and hearing him talk. But he's one of the ones that I've always been curious and always reach out to him here and there. Like, hey, are yeah. you? How, how you are doing? you? How are yeah. you doing? Yeah. So I think he took a big place in my heart. The day after, one of my daughter's friends reached out to her, who was also on the point of committing suicide. And it was just on like a bombard. Like it was like one after another. All, all young kids. It was, all during that COVID it was time. so bad during the COVID time, yeah. and it happened like within forty-eight hours. And the following, the, by the third day, I was, Fidel was so depleted and drained. Like, I was depressed. I was crying. I was seeing, like, the Titanic. Like, yeah. all these movies just to let all these feelings out that were not mine. Yeah. And my daughter that day brought me flowers and brought me food and tea just because she knew. And yeah. she was like, just take, she knew what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And she knew it wasn't, it was other people's and the heaviness of it. Yeah. And, um. Because knowing that a person's life is in your hands is scary. Of course. Right? What well, you could say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Responsibility. It's not my responsibility, but it is. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. I could not walk away from someone that's that hurt and not know that they're okay. Yeah. So, all those people I do reach out. Because I do want to make sure that they're right. fine. Well, no, it's like it's like the not to make it all cliche, but you know, um, with especially with this recent Spider-Man release, right? You know, they say with with uh, great power comes great responsibility, right? Yes, it's true, though. That right? is very like, true. I mean, you have, you know, it's just a lot to deal with. You know, mm -hmm. I can imagine how exhausting it it must be to listen to you know hearing people's stories, and you just, you know. Does it ever just drain you out? Is there any All the time. yeah? Is there any particular story that just like you just it, it broke you? There, yeah, they they it, it's really draining. Um, the one that I think the one that broke me the most, I would say, was um, this young girl who reached out to me and wanted to hear from her dad, and she had just reconnected uh, with her father. It was um, one of those things where the parents separated when she was very young never mm -hmm. heard back from the dad finally she went looking for him found him they reconnected three months later he's gone missing and um she's and she's like i want to know if he's okay and so i connected and unfortunately he had passed away mm. uh he was murdered oh, and well. so i had to tell her that and i didn't want to like it just i i because uh, I knew it was going to break her, but I think she already, she goes, and she looked at me, she goes, I already know. She goes, he's not alive. And I'm like, yeah. And so, and she just broke down. And that was, that was hard. Yeah. That was so difficult. Yeah. It was like, I cried with her, you know, yeah. and to see every person that I give a reading to cries, yeah. you know, because I think it touches something deep that they needed healing with. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to make people cry, but it, it does happen a lot. And yeah. men, Men are men. I think for men, it's more difficult because I think men have to have that persona where they feel they have to be strong yeah. and they can't right. show their emotions. Yeah. Right. So it, it's more difficult for them to be vulnerable or to allow themselves to show emotion. Right. Because they're the rock. Mm -hmm. So they have a certain hero, I guess. Right. Mentality um, where they have to be the strong ones, but they also hurt. And they also have their own stresses, you know, to take care of their family, mm -hmm. work, you know, their friends. They have a lot that they hold on to and they never and they absorb it. They have no release 
for that. Yeah. So it, it's it's heavy. We we I think you know we were like not trained, but we were raised. Most of us were raised to like you know don't you know if, don't be emotional. Like you just get shit done. You mm-hmm. know, just get it done and that's it. Right. Yeah. You didn't go through that, but just you know walk it off. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'm guilty of it too with my kids. Like I'm, I should know better because I, my dad did that to me and now I'm doing it to my kids. But mm-hmm. I, every once in a while I try to, um, you know, let them be emotional, you know, mm-hmm. but then there's times when I just go, man, come on, get, just get up, yeah, you know, get up, you know, stop being, a, yeah, well, uh, you, you know, say, you we know what we're saying, because, you know, yeah, I'll get, uh, you know, yeah, I'll my ex would right say that a lot to my son. He would be like, "Stop being a pussy." Yeah, yeah. What's like, the, like the, we call it the pussification yeah. of America, right? He's, you know, <laughs> right. Some of these kids yeah. Like, so yeah. my ex would do that to my oldest a lot, and my oldest is not athletic. He's mm-hmm. not. He's just the smart one from the from the family. He's just very different, very quiet. He's in, uh, into technology and building Legos. I was that that kid, right? Yeah. And so um, my ex would put him into martial arts because he said this kid's going to get beat up. He needs to get be able to defend himself. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was the martial arts that my son picked. He, they went to different, all the all, like Muay Thai and boxing and yeah. everything that was out there. But he didn't like any of them because he didn't want to get hit. Mm. And he felt he liked jujitsu. He liked the environment that he was in. And that's how I got into the Selva and the champions here in West Covina, all those places. And that's how I got into Brazilian jujitsu because of my boys. But it was one of those things where my ex was very um, hard on my, on my child. Yeah. Right. And because my child is not a fighter, not athletic. And as you know, as uh, um, no, I don't want to say male because I, I know not all men are like that. But, you know, some men, you know, they're like, no, tough it out. Like, just suck it up and get it done right. type of mentality. Yeah. But that's just the way they were raised. Right. So you have to have the understanding. You're just projecting what you know, what you mm-hmm. were taught. Right. So and it's about breaking that cycle. You know, that's, different. that's the hardest part is, is is learning how to break that cycle, because even though you know that you need to break it. Like mm-hmm. it's still not in your mind, you know, to, to do it that way because you naturally are going to do what you were learned and what you were Absolutely. taught, you know. So it's that's a difficult thing to to break through. It know? is. So yeah. I commend you men that have already done that, like 100 percent broke through that cycle and just mm-hmm. have done it the other way. So good job on you. But um, there's hope. There's hope for you guys out there. There's hope, <laughs> for, for, there's hope for me. There's we'll hope for it, you. We'll yeah. But you know what? I think tonight you learned something different about your kids, right? Because we I did a reading for Definitely. them. So yeah. it's going to give you a different understanding from what they're feeling and what they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And no, and I think it's going to build, open up that communication and that you understand them in a different level yeah. more. Right. Right. I mean, they've always been very in- interested, interested kids. Like they were always interested about every, you know what's mm-hmm. going on, but I never knew that well like my oldest that he really wanted to know all that stuff i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't know i didn't ask him yeah, i should have asked you know but yeah. it was pretty cool to see him you know take that initiative you know yeah yeah that cool. took a lot for him to come yeah. up to me and, I mean, and he was talk embarrassed you, know? you guys saw how yeah <laughs> embarrassed he was but when he was in here he was all right yeah like his little eyes were all light up he's very smart a smart kid he's yeah. like he really is an old soul yeah. and um and the thing is it's not when we see our kids that are shy and they're not maybe athletic like the other ones, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with them or that they're uh, less than a man. That that means that they're going to be the greatest man yeah. ever. They're going to be great husbands. They're going to be great fathers. They're going to change the world in their own way, mm-hmm. right? Helping mm-hmm. others. He could be a, a freaking surgeon if he wants to be. He could yeah. be anything. That's what I wanted him 
to get that message that you could be anything you want to be. Yeah. Um, and really have him believe in, in himself. And I mm-hmm. think he already knows that. Yeah. Um, but he stresses a lot about school. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the drive and the work ethic in him that you yeah. guys installed in him. But, um, yeah, I mean, for all the men out there, you know, we can help the way that our parents raise us. You know, we just ad- uh, adopt the, those teachings that we were taught because we don't know any better. And, you know, it's okay to, um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel stressed out. Um, there's a lot of, I I don't think we give men that respect, right? Like we don't, we, when even women do this and, and you'll see, I don't know, some of the TikTok videos where men get emotional and we start to tease them, oh, you're going to yeah. cry, you're yeah, going to yeah, cry. Yeah. So, right? So that's our fault as women. Um, so I, you know, we have a women, don't, women don't be assholes, don't, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, because, but we do that, right? We start making, like, teasing. And even mm. though it's seen teasing, but the man takes it personally, yeah, right? So a, they t- it, they try not to show their emotion. Mm-hmm. But how could you show your emotion when you're te- uh, teasing them? Yeah. Right? So There's a lot just, of pride. There's a lot of pride that goes into it. And all that. that's one of the reasons why... I know I didn't want to have these kind of conversations, you know, uh, that fear. And I still have a little bit of it where that fear of, of crying, you know, especially mm-hmm. crying in yeah public, like every, you know, for the hundreds of people, thousands and mm-hmm. millions of people watching, probably, probably just hundreds. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like that fear of crying on air, like right. who I wouldn't never, you know, think, but I have, I've sat with guys right here that literally just, Alexander the Hood Foodie, he's sat here and cried uh, a number of times, you know, but he's a guy that's emotional and lets it all out there. And that's why he's real. I mean, he's a real guy. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I'm not real, but I still haven't reached that. You know, yeah. reached that, that and that's you know. okay. You know, and that's okay. It's hard to to break something that you're so accustomed to, yeah. right? That's your safety. Mm-hmm. And that and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, with time you'll learn, I think, to do that. Yeah. Right? You'll embrace it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough world. And, um, I think, um, you know how we say like this newer generation, they don't give a shit right yeah. there. We're like, Hey, they're so lazy. And they're, but it's just, they're breaking that cycle. Yeah. Right. So it's not that they're weak or anything. They're smart. They're, they're the fuck it attitude, yeah. right? The fuck it generation. Right, there right. we go. Exactly. The <laughs> they're the Fidel, <laughs> the Fidel generation. You started a movement. <laughs> <laughs> you started a movement yeah. yeah because they know there's bigger things in the world to worry about than yeah. petty stuff right. so they don't let it get to them yeah that's good you know but mm-hmm. en- enough enough about us petty <laughs> guys over here but you you did mention the bjj right brazilian yes. jiu-jitsu it's funny how your your kids started it but yet you're the one that took it to a whole nother level right now, now you're doing fitness health life mm-hmm. coach i saw that right on your page a lot uh, i mean that's a whole nother movement there now you're doing mm-hmm. you know several different things right you mm-hmm. have your hands in, in different pots um how, how's that for you going right now i know that you're 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 definitely i know you're cutting if you guys are following her you're cutting down because you're doing that tattoo expo which yes. is pretty awesome yeah we'll get into that a little later but brazilian jiu-jitsu in the house how, how did that affect you in your life um it helped like i um took took um brazilian jiu-jitsu on because um i wanted to understand what my boys were going through 
And it was at the point in my life where it was my ex and I were separating and I said, oh, my kids were doing tournaments at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, how I know he's not going to be around. I just knew it. And I said, I need to be there for my boys. So in order for me to understand what they're going through, I can't be the sideline mom. I need to try it out. So I jumped into it and I ended up falling in love with it. And I've been doing that for about four years now, wow. but it's helped me build my confidence and it's helped me as a woman feel safe because I know I could protect myself and mm. I've had used it like in occasions when I'm out with the really? girls. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I had sound the guy's head on the table once. Yeah. And, uh, so it has helped me out of risky situations, but I think every person out there should try some type of self-defense because it, everyone should be able to defend themselves yeah. we live in a crazy world yeah yeah mm -hmm. you're not are you ready to take on ronda rousey <laughs> hell no. <laughs> no 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 um but yeah i have a, a strong love um for that because i know it builds confidence and it helps people and as far as the personal training i've been doing that for a couple of years now but just as a side gig never mm -hmm. took it on full-time because i had a, a career in um, in business development for construction companies. Mm -hmm. But with COVID, it just forced me to take that on full time. And yeah. I love it. And life coaching was something that I took on during the pandemic because of the whole depression thing. Right. And I was like, how can I guide people that has nothing to do with readings and help them on a different way? Mm -hmm. So I took a course in life coaching. I passed it in health and wellness. And I, now I'm doing life coaching. Mm. Everything that I do is to help people in one way or another. Yeah. And my next project is to open a nonprofit health and wellness center for veterans mm. to offer free services to help them use um, fitness and life coaching and nutrition, you know, healthy options yeah. uh, other than turning to alcohol or any other negative, toxic, you know, um, harmful things mm -hmm. against, because I feel like um, our veterans deserve everything. You know, they put up so much and they sacrifice so much. So that's a lot of them get pushed down to the side, right? Absolutely. Like it's like they give them a little bit here, like here's this is mm -hmm. what you have, but then after a certain point, you're just off to the side. Yeah, they get forgotten. Yeah, yeah they and we should not do that mm -hmm. to our the people that you know protect us. We live in a great country because of the soldiers and you yeah. know people that give their lives, and we don't give them Boots enough the credit. Yeah. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And my uncle passed away because of, you know, symptoms of PTSD. He turned into alcohol to cover the loss of his friends that he lost. And um, and we couldn't help him because we didn't understand what that was. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could do was listen to his stories about, you know, his war stories and stuff like that and mm -hmm. support him that way. But my family, his siblings didn't know how to help him yeah. and he ended up passing away and he left three sons and um and i don't want other families or other veterans to go through that so that's another avenue that i'm hoping by next year i could have that center going yeah, that's pretty awesome mm -hmm. that's cool uh good on you on that too uh do you ever get the life coach training that you took from that online course and then that stuff that you've been doing for the last couple of years does that ever meet the readings in any way? It has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. Some of the clients actually that I have that I take on for the life coaching are people that I've given readings to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I get we meet for an hour or 45 minutes every once a week and they we focus on the good things. And then from there, we to whatever they need help. 
And then towards the end, I always give them an option. Like if they want to ask me a question and see mm -hmm. what they need to work on. Yeah. But I do combine both of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I know I do hear sometimes when you, you know, when you give your readings, you know, you, you, you give them the information that you're getting. And then mm -hmm. you always kind of end it with a little life lesson quote kind of mm -hmm. thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that have a little bit to do with it too? Yeah. Or is that something that you've always done? No, I think that has something to do with it too. Um, I think with the life coaching is mostly holding people accountable, mm -hmm. right? To stay on the path. And, um, and it's amazing to see the transition from beginning uh, to like in, within weeks, yeah. like, you know, where people, they don't have any hope or they're in, they feel like they're never going to stop crying or they're going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and to see them like a month later, you know, doing better, that's yeah. such a good feeling. Um, but with the readings, yeah, I, I give them a message, but I can't, it's up to them. Right. So right, I, right. I, this is like, I don't know what happens. Yeah. I don't know. They follow through. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But with the life coaching, I could keep guiding them. So it's a little bit different. And, um, um, the people that don't do the work, I always call them out because I'm like, dude, you asked me this question five times already. <laughs> I'm not helping you no more. Yeah. You know, I, could, I can't um, help them. And there's some people that can't make a decision without asking me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't guide you ham by hand. Yeah. You got to make your own choices. Right, right. You know? I think there's a saying, I always butcher sayings. Like, do you know how they ever mm -hmm. have sayings? I always butcher them. But I think there's one that says you could lead a horse to water. But you can't force it to drink. Is that yes, right? Yes, that's that right? exactly right. Oh, that's right. You got it. <laughs> this is this is like a, a good moment for me right now. There you go. But yeah, that's exactly what that is, right? Like a hundred percent. Yep, that's exactly what that yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There is one. Um, God, I don't want to say it, but there's a friend uh, that I would give readings to, and it got really like like heavy. And my daughter was like, "That's it. Yeah, no, cortala. Yeah, no. you can. Or she, you know, who I'm talking about because she would, she would, um. Every decision, and it, I, it, her, her readings would turn like into three hours. Oh, wow. And so I had to just cut it off because it, it got to the point where it was just too heavy. And she, if I told her, if I gave her an answer, she wanted to know why. Why that answer, mm -hmm. right? And what if she didn't choose that answer? And But she never followed the advice. Yeah. So it was like, okay, so it got to a point where it's like, okay, I can't. You got to set boundaries, yeah, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. Wow, it, it's just like information coming in, and you're, and then you know, okay, thanks, but then they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's that's a lot a, of that's those. That's nothing like the life coaching. You hold them accountable for it, so that's uh, yeah. So with the life coaching, yeah, I hold them accountable. So like, uh, we'll talk this week, and then the next week, I'll be like, okay, so what did you do within these last seven days yeah. to help mm -hmm. yourself, right? And then they'll tell me why I didn't do this. It's like, okay, well, we can't move on until you face that trigger or that trauma, or until you face fix that part of you we can't we're going to be stuck here mm -hmm. and so that's yeah the life coaching is um different and um, the life coaching is the only thing that i do in the personal training because it's different that i do charge for it because it's a different type of service right but i still don't even charge a lot like mm -hmm. what it goes for um part charge like i don't know 30 35 bucks there's a young girl from chicago 16 i do her life coaching for free mm -hmm. i had a contest for people young people to write in why they with knee life coaching so she's one of the ones that i've been helping oh, yeah. yeah that's online huh like yeah. she doesn't come to you right? no it's, it's all, all through online. zoom yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yeah i hear that's that's big now like people are training through those video conferencing yeah. stuff that's, yeah. or just pictures and emails mm -hmm. so that's interesting 
But one of the things that, that uh, a big thing that you're doing is a tattoo expo. I yeah. can't believe when I first saw you post a video, <laughs> I'm sure I think you had some previous ones, but I didn't go, when I zoomed my research, I didn't go that far down. Uh-huh. But you recently posted a video of the tattoo. It's like the Phoenix tattoo that you have, yes. right? From like your, I guess your what is it, armpit, armpit yeah. all the way down to your knee. Yes. That's intense. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like several one. hours and hours of work. Mm-hmm. What made you get that, that tattoo? Um, so that tattoo I have been wanting to get for the last seven years. Um, I've always been into Greek mythology and the Phoenix is, um, a legend that comes up not only in Greek mythology, but in Chinese, um, uh, stories and Aztec stories and Mayan stories and native American stories. It's an, a bird that represents a rebirth, right? That Mm -hmm. no matter, uh, what you go through in life, no matter how broken, no matter they burn you down, you will always, always put yourself back together and rise up. Mm. And it had reading that story and that legend, like I really resonated with that bird. And um, when I was going through my divorce, it was a very difficult, difficult moment for me. It was like my darkest um, like my daughter says, I've been in two very toxic, toxic marriages. One where I was very, very young that I got married to someone, um, who was in a gang and a very toxic person. I was about 17 years old and it wow. just goes back to the same thing where, you know, I came from a Catholic family and it was yeah. like, okay, you step with them. Now you're going to marry him. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't leave that, um, uh, marriage and, uh, so that's a whole nother story, but I survived that. And then I met my now ex and, um, that was difficult cause he had an affair, had a whole family on the side wow. and ended up just walking away. You know, it got to a point where it started to get abusive and I ended it and, um, he's just another absent father. So it, I said, okay, when I feel the day that I feel good and the day that I feel better, I'm going to get me a a Phoenix tattoo to represent, to remind me that no matter how dark things get, you're always going to overcome them. I've overcome so many things. So I did my research. I was looking for artists and a friend of mine, this tattoo artist followed me. We had some mutual friends on Facebook and I started seeing his work and and he does like a lot of black and white and gray. And I'm like, okay, this is my artist. And I reached out to him and I said, this is what I want. And he's he's a really good person um he doesn't charge a lot because he feels that he doesn't want to take advantage of people so he's like us right like Uh, we are you know we don't charge or or we don't want to take advantage of people because we have a good heart we're not pricing our worth probably exactly yes yes um because it's not about that's about what we give right right and so and i'm always every time i see him like you need to charge more he's like chelly you know i can't do that and i'm like okay (laughs) but um and then you get blessed and you get all that back Right? I'm, sure he, I'm sure he's swamped with oh, work. Oh, swamped with work. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I went with him and it is what I want. And so he did the Phoenix. It's been five, it's five sessions now. But the the first one, it was just the Phoenix. And he came. We finished it like in five hours nonstop. Yeah. And then. The whole thing? No, just what? like half I mean, of it. Outline? It was oh, like okay. half of it. But was that the original idea was to get that? Or, no. w- or were you thinking, oh, I'm going to get no, like, this no, on my shoulder My original right here. idea was to get it from like my whole rib cage and maybe a little bit over my hips. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. it. Like, yeah, because I have a dragon on the other side. So I'm like, okay, I want them to match. Yeah. 
And that's still pretty lengthy though. Yeah. <laughs> so I was happy with it. And but he wasn't. He right. was like, he messaged me like a month later. He's like, Could you send me a picture of your tattoo? And I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, I'm not happy with it. He goes, It needs a tail. And then so I went back, did the tail, and then a couple two three months ago he reached out to me and said, Hey Chelly, I wanna feature your tattoo for at the body expo he goes i want to enter in a contest he goes any work that i do it'll be free like i won't he goes i just want to enter that piece because it was freehand mm -hmm. it was oh, all freehand like he just yeah. got a sharpie marker and drew it on me yeah. and i said okay let's do it and now it turned into three foot because <laughs> he kept adding and um and now i'm gonna be we're going to phoenix on next month and we're gonna enter that piece yeah, so I'm like, I need to cut weight for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Phoenix never... to feature the Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. That's so true. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. yeah. So we're going there to Phoenix to show off this beautiful um, artwork. And I, I take a lot of, I respect people that have talents, like, oh, yeah. you know, that are artists or any type of artist. To have a body, someone's body to use as a canvas is mm -hmm. amazing. I mean, yeah. to have that art, that skill. And then freehand, yeah, it's just it's it's insane. I can't even fathom that. I mean, I'm not an artist. Like I could barely do stick figures, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, just to do that, it, it's and then everybody's different, right? Yeah. So like you have to try to make it perfect and a to fit that body. Canvas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's. And that, you know what? That you said that it's funny because this tagline is "Your skin is my canvas." Yeah. Your flesh is my canvas. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> true. I mean, it's true. That's that's the canvas. And yeah. Yeah. It's insane. But yeah, I highly recommend you guys out there that are watching this to go check out that video, that tattoo. It's on your, is it on your personal one? I think it's on my personal, yeah. yeah the, beautiful, the beautiful soul, soul underscore BJJ. Yeah. yeah, I'll tag it down below. You sure. <laughs> check all the show notes. I'm going to tag all their information, all the stuff. You guys can be able to check it out, mm -hmm. uh, including the uh, Life with an Empath podcast that yeah. you guys have, right? And yeah. That, that's already been going on for a little over a year? Yeah, a little over a year. Um, we're we're going to start season two hopefully soon um, this upcoming month. But yeah, that us it took off a life on its own. We're in 27 countries yeah. in less than a year. Um, it's been amazing. Um, my daughter took it up. She's like, we need to do a podcast. And one day we just said, let's do it. We ordered the mics yeah. and it said, we're doing this. Bucket, and we're yeah, fuck it, we're doing it. <laughs> and, uh, and she figured it out. She, everything she looked up on YouTube, she researched it. She does her own edits. Yeah. Yeah, she does everything. The yeah. show, the logo for the show, the music, the sound effects, that's all her. Yeah. Uh, I just talk. I just sit there and talk. Yeah. And the easy part, um, huh? the easy part yeah <laughs> and then when she's done with it she'll send it to me she's like listen to it and i'll listen to it i'm like okay fix this and fix that oh, and then wow. she'll go back and, and fix it yeah. but um it's uh, we have a good chemistry um i think we have a great relationship mother-daughter relationship mm -hmm. that i'm very proud of um we have our moments where we, yeah she i get on her nerves and she gets on mine but i think you know at the end of the day i've never i've always taught my kids to express themselves but yeah. in a respectful way but to and communicate yeah. um and uh, and to be themselves first you know to live their life for themselves and not for anyone else yeah. i think it's the best advice i could give to my children mm -hmm. and um they're like they're they were a tough little family yeah yeah shout yeah. out to mia <laughs> yes. for doing her thing yeah. i really i really want to get i mean i don't want to get too in-depth with the podcast because mm -hmm. i really do want to invite me on 
in the future and we can have a, a podcast or just a feature you guys' mm-hmm. podcast, you know? So yeah, how, that'd how be that great. Yeah. yeah. We should definitely do that. Yeah, especially she's exploring, she's opening her gifts. Um, so each of my kids have their own gifts, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it runs in, in our family and from my little one, they each are also different. Um, but Mia is one that always em- was really aware of it, but she shut it down and finally like just not even like a couple weeks ago she's like i think i'm ready and i'm like girl you need to heal yourself first Mm. before because you have you can't give advice to people unless you're in a good place and you're healed if that makes sense right it's like an um an alcoholic telling someone not to drink when they're drinking right right you can't be a hypocritical yeah Yeah. so that's very very important yeah Mm -hmm. the um the is there a special training that you guys have to do uh, when she says she's ready. Like, is it, how do you? What, what's the next step after that? Obviously, heal yourself, right? Right. And then after she's ready, healed, ready to go, what's the next step? Is there a course? Um, ah, you know, I a, there's. I tried looking for that. Um, I joined a group on Facebook that I got kicked out oh, of. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, because I was trying to get guidance, because there's things that I don't know. I mean, everyone has different gifts and. Um, and uh, I'm just learning as I go and I read everything that there is. I have a very open mind. I read everything that there, I read about all different religions. Mm-hmm. I, I read everything that there is about empaths and and mediums and the afterworld and science, everything. You know, I I keep an open mind. Yeah. Um, but for her, the way that I tell her is like, um, whatever issues that you have you know you have to fix all those broken parts of you you have to make peace with the people that hurt you um whether it's relationships whether it's your father whatever those issues you have you have to make peace with them for your own good Mm -hmm. and then from there once you feel you're in a good place um practice by your own little set of tarot cards um practice with that practice on yourself first trust your gut and um and I show her how to protect herself, how to do like saging and mm-hmm. things like that. And then everything else she'll pick up on her own. Yeah. Um, I yelled at her a couple of times because she'll do readings when she gets drunk uh, because she's very vulnerable. So uh, for her birthday, she got really drunk. Right. Yeah. And she was giving her friend a reading and she was crying out. I was so pissed at her. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like, you can't be doing that shit because yeah. you're so vulnerable. Like you could, you never know who you're communicating with. You never know uh, who's coming in. Like you're, it's like opening your front door for strangers to come in. Yeah. So I gave her a big old lecture. And another thing that I've told her not to do was she's, she's going to learn from trial and error. Yeah. So another Which thing. Which most of us do yeah. in life. Right? And that's the best way to learn. Right. We got to make mistakes. Yeah. And another thing that I freaking told her not to do in Omiso Caso was like, don't fucking be seeing like scary videos or like or scary shit on the internet yeah. um because all everything that you see you you open to it like only because it's on a video that doesn't mean that it can't get to you mm-hmm. right pictures and when you and say open to it like that bad energy, energy that you're, you're energy. allowing it to come yeah. in yeah so she saw some stupid video with these guys who were like ghost hunters i don't know what it was and um and she started having nightmares and she didn't tell me that she saw that and there was some uh, like my boy started having nightmares and I was oh. like, okay, there's something here. So I saged the house. I blessed it, but I couldn't get into her room that day cause it was locked. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so I, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the rest of the house is fine. I'm sure she'll be fine. And But this whole time it was her that had saw some video she opened up she the, opened up something and realm. she was yeah she opened up that realm and let something in and um, she finally came to me um i think three days later and i was like oh so it's you that brought all this stupid negative energy yeah. i was wondering who it was i thought it was from a reading yeah. i didn't know that she had saw something and um so i gave her my bible and i think she slept with it for a couple of days but it took a while to yeah. get that out um it's the same thing when I tell kids, you know, or people don't play with Ouija boards. Don't fucking play around with that shit. Don't go to cemeteries. Don't, yeah. don't call shit out because yeah, you yeah. never know. You never know who's listening. Exactly. Or what's listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I would have loved to have seen her do the drunk tarot card reading, man. <laughs> She'd been calling it like Loteria. Like, hey, <laughs> el santo. Yeah. You got the mundo. La puta. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, just yeah. You got but, la bota. That yeah. means you got to kick into the curb. Yeah. <laughs> All this craziness. Crazy. <laughs> um, well, uh, real quick before we before we sign out, and thank you again for, mm-hmm. for coming on. You had said that you know when you're little and you had some scary stuff, you told your mom, and she said, uh, "If anything like that happens, bring them to me." Yes. What did that mean? Did, was she also? Did she also have the gift? Yes. Oh, okay. So my mom, yeah. So my mom also has a gift. She reads palms and she does like the a cleansing, but she also talks to spirits. Mm-hmm. And so what she meant was. When I see something or hear something, send them to me, which means, okay, I can't help you. Go to go see my mom. She's going to help you. And that gets them away from me and they go to her. Mm. I do that now. So uh, like, so one of the things that happened real quick is that when we started the podcast and I started publicly talking about that, my family on both sides started experiencing their gifts more mm. like they, they're opening up and they're becoming more sensitive so they a lot of them and it started unblocking memories that they had locked like wow. a lot of stuff yeah. and um so one of my cousins called me one time she said i keep seeing a girl and every time i look in the mirror there's a girl in back of me i she goes i can't help her what do i do she won't leave me alone and i said send her to me mm-hmm. and I go when you see her again just say send her to me and so she did and right away she came through and i helped her um try to put a message off that she wanted for her family and then she left my cousin alone so yeah yeah, so fidel anything ever comes to you just send them to me just say send them to chelly go now chelly help you i can't help you man (laughs) this is really like uh like like ghost the movie ghost meets (laughs) the sixth sense you know that movie like it's like that like but there's a lot of truth into all that right Mm -hmm. because that's i mean that's what it pretty much yeah. what it is like you get that you know you're helping that other helping that afterlife right right to get cross you know over mm-hmm. so. yeah so like the little boy in the sixth sense right he was getting all this scary stuff yeah uh so it was it was uh, he was getting haunted right because he didn't know how to deal with it until he learned to accept his gifts and then towards the end he got stronger um and then, yeah, with ghosts, you have Whoopi Goldberg, like, they're playing around, but she really does have gifts. And then she's like, stop bothering me. I don't want to help people, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's literally all yeah. the stuff that you're talking about. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I want people, if anything, if I could leave just saying that, you know, I'm here to help people. Um, if it's not you, it could be someone around you. And, you know, God gave me this gift, and I just want to share it and maybe you know help a life and help someone and um or add peace and closure and and 
you know, just um, be careful if people reach out to you and they say that you have something or that you're cursed or and they want to charge you money. Like, be very careful, you guys. Reach out to me first. Let me help you because I'm, I'm trying to take down these people um, and trying to separate those con artists, yeah. right? Or those brujos that there's some people that have dark gifts and, you know, um, stay away from those or that take advantage of people so be very careful if, if you're not sure about someone send me their info and i'll tell you if they're legit or not yeah wow mm -hmm. well thank you again thanks for all the work that thank you're doing you. <laughs> all the uh you know the services that you offer i mean that's amazing so uh, again thank you and everything that you're doing with the with the uh with the convalescent homes i mean that's awesome work that you guys are doing thank i didn't even you. know about that to be honest with you i, I, <laughs> I don't know how they went past me so no, I mean, thank you for having, you know, me here and my daughter and talk, you know, giving us an opportunity and for just being open minded. Right. Yeah. Like just for not um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm bring it. I'm like ready. Yeah. But I'm glad that you, you know, that you gave me an opportunity and I hope, you know, there's other people that way too could help out. Definitely. Yeah. All right, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. <laughs> thank you very much. We're out of here. Bye. Talking again, we talking again. Now tune dead to the tap in. Now tune dead to the tap in. Now tune dead to the tap in. We talking again, we talking again. Come on. Run away.